Hello and welcome to Tokyo Inklings. My name is CY. You can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com, on Instagram and TikTok at tokyostationpens, and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh. My name is Jacob. I am foodafan on Instagram and on Twitter, and have a blog at foodafan.com. And this is episode 52. And before we start, uh, we, we want to take a moment to recognize, you know, what's happening around the world. Uh, obviously, we're talking about the situation, uh, the war in Ukraine. There are a bunch of pen makers who have very generously decided to, to donate their time and their efforts into helping out um, the Ukrainian people. So we're going to put their details in the show notes. We don't want to go too far into the details of, uh, you know, the weeds of what's happening. But we do encourage everybody to check it out. Um, check out the stuff that they're doing because I think they're doing amazing work uh, and making ama- amazing pens as well. So, yeah, when you have the time, uh, do check them out from the show notes. Yeah, I agree. It was very encouraging to see that our little community started to help out in a way they, they could. So, yeah. That's right. Now, today we're going to be talking mostly, I believe, about um, about pen events. Uh, I know some folks in the world, uh, you know, COVID and whatnot, aren't really able to go out to pen events. I know personally, whenever I take uh, these Instagram stories um, of going to different pen shops, everybody really, really likes that. Um, let's talk about the big one, right? We, we've talked about it already in the past. You know, we, we kind of analyzed mm. and looked at their releases. But finally, I think the start of a, a pen enthusiast's year, which ironically also symbolizes the end of the Japanese financial year, <laughs> is uh, is the Marazen Pen Fair. Yeah. Um we like going to this pen fair, right? Here you go. We like going to this pen fair. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I would say that before Tokyo International Pen Show, Marazen's Spring Fair was basically the biggest event of the year. And it still remains one, one of the most uh, popular pen events of the year. Uh, and, it was, and this ties into a topic later during the podcast but there were two pen events in succession right yes. in in the spring right and that was uh, we know people who came from hong kong and elsewhere just to just to go, go shopping in march in, in tokyo absolutely um and just as a reminder for those of you who might be listening for the first time uh marazen is a i would say it's like a bookshop in in japan it's it's a national bookshop there there are um, stores everywhere but their nihonbashi store the first store and marazen had a huge hand in introducing and popularizing fountain pens in japan they were the first uh, department store to import fountain pens um, specifically from onoto they popularized the onoto style pens that we see so often um, in a lot of, I would say, Japanese copies. So their pen fair is also historic, um, not purely, you know, all fun and games. So so even though it's not a huge um, brand, I guess, compared to some of the other uh, big names such as Itoya, I'd say Itoya is probably bigger in terms of stationery. Marazen still has a very dedicated stationery corner. I would say they have been a stationery store, stationery and bookstore for a long time. I mean, they they started for longer. As I said, yeah, they started importing fountain pens uh, over like 120 years ago. So they, yeah. they've been doing this for a while and a lot much longer than Itoya. And actually, the company is much bigger than than Itoya. Yeah, um, but but mostly yes. focused on books. Yeah, they have more books there than than stationery yeah. for sure. But yeah, the two. The two big uh, Marazen stores in in around Tokyo Station, the one in Oazo and the one we're talking about now, the one in Nihonbashi, they have a, a lot of stationery, and, and a lot of pens, a lot of paper, a lot of inks. That's right. And, um, and as we talked about uh, in previous episodes, we had expected 
that the Pilot Custom Urushi in green would be extremely popular. We, we knew that it had pretty much sold out uh, before the event even started. And so we went to pick ours up. And one thing I noticed, you know, when you go there, um, they, they, they had printed these like, flyers with the information about the, the pens available at the store. And they had removed customer Rushi. Did you see that? Because otherwise people would ask, ask about yes. them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 um, in some of the other photos, I saw that they had uh, sold out, just like mm. plastered all over. Mm. So what happened, if I understand correctly, is that you know, Marzan has this like members club called Tomonokai, and they send out these uh, postcards to the members of Tomonokai first. They get to to pre-order before other people, right? And apparently, this custom Rushi pen sold out from Tomonokai pre-orders, so before the general public even got a chance to pre-order. And this was happened just yes, within days, as far as I understand. Yep, um, I know that these are super popular um i know that uh you can just you can't find these this is the type of pen that you cannot buy even if you had money right so so i know folks who've you know get tons i had somebody contact me getting one so i picked one up as well um, but yeah, this I think definitely always their most popular release. Yeah, so this was their second ever uh, limited edition custom Urusha. So the first one was I think two years ago, the, the blue one. And that was a bit of a surprise or rather the popularity. It was a surprise to many people that it sold out from pre-orders. So a lot of people who were planning to come to Japan... Or, or just visit Marzen during the pen fair to pick up this pen. They, they didn't get a chance to because the pen was sold out before the pen fair even started. So there were a lot of people yep. that, that missed out on the blue one who wanted the green one for that reason. So I think there were even more people <laughs> trying to get the green one this time. Yeah, so I'm reading the comments on your Instagram post, mm. uh, which everybody should go check out. Um and lots of people are saying, oh, my God, and you have two. <laughs> well, I did get three, but not for myself. There's some <laughs> people asked me to get some. So. I have none right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's cool. Um, and something that I think we all noticed was that the, the pen fair area, I think, was smaller this year. Um, they used to have two cashiers. Um and in fact, they used to have loads of salespeople directly from the manufacturers as well, um, all over the promotional corner as well. I believe this year that area is mainly glass cases. Uh, and of course, you can mm. look at the pens. But the most interesting stuff uh, was in the regular area and yeah. stuff that you were able to pre-order. Whereas in previous years, some of the manufacturers would also bring their things over. Uh, and noticeably, Nakaya wasn't there on the first day. They're doing a separate mm. uh, thing. They're, they're still part of the fair, but mm. they're doing a separate thing, I think, from uh, from the third day to mm. to the last day. So um, I believe we'll be heading back today to you know may, maybe check mm. that out. Um, but yeah, it was definitely smaller than previous years. Maybe smaller, but maybe they just changed the formula a bit because that always struck me as a bit odd about how they did things before as you say they had like aurora they had pelican maybe pilots and others uh, showing off their pens but those were all standard uh, production models pens that you could go any any day to models and and buy or or test out so there, there wasn't really a reason to to go to the pen fair to try out the parker pen there right you could all do that any day so yeah. maybe they are focusing more now on things that you don't cannot normally buy, so like handicraft from like smaller vendors and stuff, which would be a good idea. Yeah. And um, the other pens, I think, of note, obviously there was a sailor, Shishkur Owl. Yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Jacob. I, I believe 
that we and obviously this pen was not in the original photos, but I believe that people said it was brown. I went to Marsden like a few months ago and I asked them, do you have any more information about this old pen? And they said, it's going to be a brown. That's pretty much what we know at this point. Yeah, the pen is not brown. Right. <laughs> the pen, uh, the calf is a translucent um, red and the body is this gray color mm. with, uh, with, I believe, um, gold furnishings so i think the owl nib is going to be very very popular but as usual for marizen this is not the first thing to sell out um mm. contrary to what i think a lot of western fans might have believed since it's actually funnily enough the lowest uh almost one of the lowest uh priced items yeah, and that says something about the kind of special limited editions you have at Marzen, and that's something that our friend Alessa has, has often commented about, and which is true that this is this is only like very high end pens at, at the Marzen fair, so you can't go there and buy some like ten thousand, twenty thousand yen pen. That that's not what a what a pen fair is about. Yeah. How, however. Ironically, um, I think we've been talking about sales price increases for, for a long time. There was one item that I think was even cheaper uh, outside the inks, right? And that's the Eboya pen. Yeah, I didn't actually see that one. I was, was in a bit of a hurry. But based on the, the, the postcard, it didn't... I remember we talked about how they, they said that this was like blue as in the sky over new Hombash yep. or something like that but it looked like it looked like a a blue colorway all over the scene from a boy before so um I, I have one of these pens uh hmm. and i think you know the the fit and finish obviously are are fantastic we talked about how well Eboya polishes yeah their ebonite this to me looks like a teal version of the mitsukoshi manten Ah, the, the mountain was a really good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the mountain was was kind of like a dark blue. Mm. Uh, this one is, is a teal version of that. Uh, and I remarked that to uh, Indosan's. I, I believe that is his wife. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure, but she's um, you know Lady Indosan, and uh, and she's like, yeah, actually, um, you're you're right. It, it does kind of look like mountain. Um, this is, I believe should be the M size, um, which it's it's a fantastic pen. Uh, it's fit with a with a Bach two fifty. Um, and yeah, was, are you sure? Sorry, are you sure there's a Bach two fifty? Because I remember seeing that the L, M, and S Eboyas they have different size um, Bach housing. I, I can I can check later, but to to my eyes, it kind of looked like a two fifty. Okay. It's not a. This is not the result of research. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, it it did look like a size six ish nib. Mm. Um, they had uh also their ton pens there. They're very popular ton pens, but only in three colors. Um, and they they brought also their colorful ebonites, uh, of their um of that torpedo plumix shaped. Uh, pen that they have and i think that eboya was really the uh the vendor eboya and ohashito there they were not on the basement floor as the main event is but mm. they were on the first floor and th i think they were the ones who really kind of treated it almost like a pen show so yeah. i think that it was a uh, it was funny it's like a retail event with two pen show vendors uh up on the first floor all alone <laughs> But then you also had Hirai and and some other like wooden pen makers on like second or third floor, right? Yeah, they they always come and they go to like all the the events. But I've mm. never seen anybody buying a pen from them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I I do feel kind of bad for that. Um, you know, could be a good Urushi base, but they're always not the draw of the event for some reason. I'm not sure if we talked about it on the podcast, but there's this 
there's this trend going on in Japan where like especially high school kids they want fancy ballpoints and mechanical pencils with this like wooden uh, uh, shell or whatever you call it and and one of those pen makers I think the red line was on the second or third floor and I think that was the same vendor that had this massive queue at Tokyo Pen Show, but here it was. I didn't see anyone looking at their pens. You're talking about Kobo Setsu, um, I believe, and we'll get to that in a bit as well. But I think, yeah, those those kids they they specifically want pens from this guy, right? Yeah, I think the, I think there's was one company that started this whole trend, and then there was another. Then now there's a whole bunch of these um, wooden pen makers that make similar <laughs> ones now right yeah and i remember you know we, we walked past the booth as well and you know we were saying you know we just don't understand this this trend mm. um but it doesn't seem to be a fountain pen trend it seems right, mostly right. to be you know not super cheap but i'm looking at their their instagram they have stuff which they say is like the mid-tier stuff from like seven thousand six thousand yen and you know, it's fairly reasonable. I, but th- this is not the one that started this whole thing. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but this one company, Yano or something like that, I, I need to look it up, that started the whole thing. And pens from that company now go, you can find them on Mercari for like over 150,000 yen. Yeah, that's, uh, that's wild. That's <laughs> wild. I thought that even though this event was much smaller, than or or felt much smaller than than the past events i personally feel like um i was impressed at how busy still everybody was there was still a line to to get to the counter to get to the register there were like you know usually there's two or three staff manning the booth um but this time there were like 10 staff you know, 15 staff mm. uh, out running about and still there was quite a, a large queue especially for the checkout so it does really show still how strong Mudderson event is even mm. you know being a, a much smaller scale than we're used to even actually the autumn event was larger than uh, than this one yeah uh, and also the uh, the inks sold out very fast. <laughs> yeah, the the inks is why you want to get there at nine thirty. Um, the rest you can you know call online and mm. uh, and, and get that. Um, and I got some inks this year. I didn't go too crazy. I didn't want to spend too much money on on this event um, this year because you know it's it's kind of like a pain in the hassle. Uh, I think especially for for uh, a pain in the butt for for this one. So. Um, nonetheless, we we all managed to to get together, uh, have lunch, um, talk for mm. I think really the first time in, in months since since the new year really. It was nice, especially given everything that's been going on the the last week or so. Yeah. So um, I think you left afterwards. Uh, mm. Myself, um, Alessa, uh, Quay, some other folks, uh, we went out afterwards to across the bridge to Mitsukoshi. Mm. Now we've talked about in the past how Mitsukoshi used to have a dedicated pen corner and they used to have the Mitsukoshi Pen Fair which was uh I believe one or two weeks after Marzen, right? Yeah, I think it was about I think it was one week after and I think it was always a little bit different than than Marzen in the sense that they had not just it, it wasn't as pen centric and it wasn't so much focused on the, the major brands. I remember they had some really unusual ones like you know there, there's this company in Tohoku selling like sapphire glass pens that were very expensive. They were they went to Bitskoshi but not Marzen. You had a, a Kobe half, for example. They brought the like, Grafilo paper and more to Mitsukoshi. And in fact, that's how I discovered Grafilo like, like six, seven years ago at, at this Mitsukoshi event. And they had all kinds of vendors you don't normally see uh, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was a good pen show, but I think people's wallets were empty after Marzen. Yeah. Um, 
so I think, yeah, they, they were kind of like an unfortunate blip in the calendar where you have Marazen people spend all their money and then there's Mitsukoshi. Mm. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, uh, the Mitsukoshi pen that Eboya did for them, uh, the Manten, mm. uh, that w- was and, and remains super popular. This is another pen that you couldn't buy even if you had money, right? Mm. So, um, unfortunately, Mitsukoshi had shuttered their pen operations uh, a few years back. Um, and there were some rumblings, I think. One of the very first episodes of the podcast, uh, we were talking about a report where Itoya had announced closing their Shibuya store and instead moving into into Mitsukoshi Nihonbashi. Yeah. And I think a few months later, they stealthily walked back that announcement. <laughs> I remember they made a big deal out of it. Yeah, I see an I see a press release or announcement on a website from August 2020 when they said that they that they cancelled those plans. Yeah, but when when they announced it, it was like all over their Instagram, blah blah mm. blah. And then when they cancelled it, you had to go to look at this press release, yeah, this yeah. obscure press release uh, up on their website. So so Mitsukoshi has not had any pen related. Um, I think, uh, happenings uh, around it for at least two years. But I went to Shosaikan the other day and the staff surprised me saying, hey, we're going to open up a shop, uh, not Shosaikan, we're going to open a different brand uh, shop, but still under the same group company in Mitsukoshi mm. like, uh, next weekend. So I was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, are, is, is there going to be anything interesting there? I said, yeah, there's going to be like some interesting stuff, but it's mostly going to be around like, you know, standard stationary stuff, um, more of like the, the crowd pleasers, um, colored pencils, uh, you know, ballpoint pens, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll check it out then. Um, so they opened last Saturday. You've not been there yet, right? No, I haven't had time yet, no. Okay. Um, let me describe the store. The store is uh, a classic standard I would say it's a smaller version of Itoya like uh, you know the TLDR version of Itoya mm. on one side and then on the other side is the TLDR version of Shosaikan mm, okay so very I think this takes at least you know when I was working at a at um, a luxury brand. We spent at least one, at least one and a half years, usually two, to plan the opening of a store, because the first six months you're just negotiating with the with the the department store, um, and then you have the store design, and then you have to actually do it. Blah blah blah. The the actual you know making the store takes mm. only about like three months, but you know there's a lot of planning involved. Uh, so so this must have started or entered negotiations almost immediately after Itoya dropped um, dropped Mitsukoshi. So this and, was, so this was uh, Shosaikan's uh, Skunk Works project. Yeah. I think this is super, super smart because we've been to uh, we've been to Shosaikan before and they've told us, hey, we don't want to do like, um, you know, uh, exclusive every year with Sailor just like all the other um, retailers are doing because you know we want to maintain this kind of higher brand image um, we don't want to just churn out you know pens after pens after pens this sub brand allows them to do that and I think that's very interesting you're saying that that's Shosaikan is the Lexus this is the Toyota and that's right. That's right. Except you know, Lexus came after Toyota, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that's absolutely right. Um, let me stop a bit before I go into the the products. Right, mm. the the name of the store. It's a banger. The name of the store is Stationary Station. Do you like the name? This sounds like the kind of name you end up with when you can't find any short domain names. So their Instagram is at Stas Stationary 
Station. So it's S T A S, and that's kind of their like logo, and then Stationary Station. So it's it's all a uh, garble, but the store itself is actually pretty cool because I think it really marries, um, tr uh, let's say standard stuff with luxury stuff, and what it does is they've actually got a huge selection of plotter. They've got a huge selection of Grafilo, Notomer River, funnily enough. Um, but they have a lot of interesting things that almost feels like they're designed to transition you to the luxury part. And when you're actually in the store, it's very clear which part of the store you're in. It feels like two different stores. So mm -hmm. the standard stuff is probably what Mitsukoshi wanted. And the luxury stuff is just like saying, okay, we'll do the standard stuff, but you have to bring us, let us bring the luxury stuff as well. So that's uh, that's pretty cool, and I hope you get to go there very very soon. Let's talk about the products. The sure. they they have two exclusive pens and six exclusive inks. I'm not going to go through all the inks, but I will say that all the inks have a very special story. Uh, that's related to Mitsukoshi, the founding of Mitsukoshi, um, you know, the area around it. So, so really full of storytelling in that. The, the pens, they, this time they've done a, they call it the Shaperi Redto, um, which is supposed to be Shaperi Red Decimo. Um, sorry if I butchered that name. It's a very long Italian name. Um, and this pen is not red, Jacob. It's pink. I saw photos, and I thought I thought they were selling that uh, OS de Nipponia uh, capless, which looks pretty much like that, except that it, that just goes from red to white. This one goes from pink reddish to white, and then back to pink red, right? So you'll see in person. Um, so I've seen the Nipponia. The Nipponia is red, right? It's red to white. Right. The name of this pen says red, but it's actually a pink color. It's, I would say it's like a shocking pink color. Which is fair because that's what actually um, Elsa Chapelli, um Chapelli did in her designs, which is the inspiration of this pen. Um, it, it is a shocking pink color. So I would say there's a bit of a difference. And they, they also do have that kind of meta shine um, that we've been talking about on this. Yeah, that's, that seems to be what all the new capitals and decimal pens have. It, it seems to be the new thing. Yeah. And then the Nipponia is, uh, is gold trim. And this one is silver trim. But this, I was surprised. This was very, very popular. I... I posted about this on my Instagram and I got like 30, 40 comments just straight off the bat. I was like, wow, I didn't expect this pen to be so popular given that it's it's a Desmo. But I think this goes back to what we were saying previously about Pilot kind of actually being a little bit more adventurous in the last, I would say, 12 to 18 months. But also, we kn we know that the Capless and the Desmo, they're very popular models everywhere, right? I, I it, yeah. it makes sense for Pilot to focus on those models because they're always selling. I mean, whenever there, yeah. there is a limited edition Captors or Decimal, right, it sells out immediately. Yeah, and this one is, is for sure. It, it's very, very pretty. It's, it's very, very beautiful. Um, and I, I told the staff, hey, let's, uh, let's get this in, um, in a full-size Capless, please. But, um, but yeah, so there's this pen, and then there's also a red... Um, KOP, which I felt looked kind of like a standard color, or it should have been a standard color. It looks mm. like the um, it looks like the Sailor Pro Gear Slim from the Otogi Banashi series, the um, Princess Kaguya. Oh, okay. Yeah, so and maybe the, a, bit, the most... a bit of a lost opportunity there, and if they could yeah. make their own KOP, and again, it's a little bit like when Shosaikan could do any custom eight two three, and then they did basically black one. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but I think the most interesting thing about that pen is that all of all versions of that pen will come with now the new KOP nib, which I don't think we talked about on the podcast, right? 
Uh, where did I hear about it? You posted it on, on just tweeted about that one, right? I, I tweeted about this, and uh, and um, the Pen Addict uh, also talked about it on their mm. podcast. Um, so yeah, this will be the new design uh, on the KOP nib. Mm. Um, yeah, but I would say this this looks like a very very nice standard color KOP. It, it doesn't look like an exclusive to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I haven't seen it in person yet, but from the photos, it looked a little bit like a yeah. missed opportunity. Yeah, and um, and they are a new Tonal Limbs partner. Is that only? Is that only true for Stationer Station? Or oh, I can't even pronounce that name. <laughs> yes. Stationer Station, or is this also true for Shosaikan? Uh, this is only Stationary Station, I believe. Shosaikan, as far as I know, still don't have Tonal Limbs, okay. but. Of the six exclusive inks that they have, two are from Tonal Limbs, two are from Sailor, and two are from Tag, which I think is pretty cool. But the Tag ones, although just, we talked a few months ago about two new Tag inks for Shosaiken, are, are those the same inks? Not the same inks. Not oh, the same really? inks. Yeah. So pretty cool. Uh, I, I was able to sit down and test them all, and they have these Kakunos um, ready for you to, to test them. So definitely uh, when you're in Tokyo... Mm. I think this is a new destination that you have to check out. Yeah, but like it. Um, okay, I've waxed on enough about Stationary Station. The real, <laughs> the real news is that Stationary Station is bringing back the Mitsukoshi Pen Fair, Jacob. Yeah, I I heard about that, and it's not one week after Marzen. It's same day, right? Yeah, so so they did a stealth release. They opened the weekend before Marzen. Mm. And then I think it was, yeah, like just three days, two days before uh, before Marzen. Mm. They're like, hey, welcome. By the way, we're going to have a pen fair on the same day. <laughs> it's happening right now. It's happening right now. It's still going on. Um, so I'm hoping that we'll be able to go back uh, and see it later. This is, a, I think, a direct challenge to Marzen Penfer because they actually have people. It it actually feels like a pen fair. Let me, um, let me list out the events that are going on. First of all, there's Ink Numa, where um, all the regional retailers are sending their inks over to Mitsukoshi and you can buy them from Mitsukoshi. So this includes the really hard to get um, Hachimonjia inks, for example. So I think that that's, that's absolutely fantastic. That's very clever. That's very clever. Yeah. yeah. There's the, they, they call this ink labo. So this is, um, this is a ink mixing uh, part. There's ink advisor, Ken, um, who's also doing ink mixing and also obviously you can buy his special inks. Mm. Uh, I think there are inks you can only buy from him uh, in person, the Jazz series. Uh, you have Sailor's uh, Ink Kobo, so where Ishimaru-san mixes you an ink like mm. a cocktail, like a bad bartender, um, which which is actually a very cool experience. I, I definitely recommend it. Um, there's Tag Stationery's uh, Ink and Pen order set so you can uh, you can make your uh, own ink sets so that's just the first page second page is uh kobo setsu the the wooden pen guy um there's kobe uh kobeha so mm. that's grafilo there's drillog um there's post inaka which is a store i don't know there's some deco guys mm. there's the sailor pen buffet which is the one where you uh, where you assemble your own pen, so it's your your build a pen. There's it, there's a, a retailer called Craft A, which is a superb name, and they're also a wooden pen uh, and fountain pen um, place. Mm. And then the last page is the Pilot Pen Clinic. The Pilot, um, you know how they have the the writing pressure. Um, kind of fortune telling thing with with their machine so they have that uh where you you write on a machine and they tell you which nib size you should use and what that means about like your personality mm. they have mr nib shaper uh 
Nagahara Yukio-san. And they have、uh, Hirai, they have Eboya, and they have Ohashiro. So they are, I think, you know, they're pulling out the big guns there. So Ohashiro and Eboya and Hirai, they are walking back and forth between Maruzen and、uh, Mitsukoshi then, because they are both. That's right. <laughs> I think, it's good. I think it's great. And what's interesting is that、um, they're not doing it on the same days. So the pilot guys are there on the 5th and the 6th, which is today and tomorrow.、Mm. Uh, Nagahara is going on Monday to Wednesday.、Mm. Eboya is going next Saturday and Sunday.、Mm. And then Ohashido is going on the Monday and Tuesday after.、Mm. So you have to you know, keep going. Yeah, that's clever. The other thing that's clever is that they seem to have something a little bit for everyone here. Because, again, going back to Marzen, what you have at Marzen is basically inks and stuff that starts at 50,000 yen. So, if you already have Marzen inks and you're not willing to spend like a big chunk of your monthly salary on, on, on a pen, then there's not really anything for you at Marzen, right? But if you want to go to Mitsukoshi, You can get a nib grind or you can get some、uh, graffito paper or you know, blend your own ink. Yeah, that sounds very, very good. Yeah, it's definitely a, a smart thing to do, I think,、uh, for Mitsukoshi. And to me, that, that shows that Mitsukoshi, they're not out of the fountain pen or they're not out of the luxury pens game yet.、Uh, they want to stay in this,、uh, this field. They've been out for a few years. Now they're back. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if it just was a matter of like, issues with how the old、uh, area was managed, or if it has to do with them sensing that this is becoming more and more popular and we need to be in this space. Yeah, and it's also not,、uh, it's not in the same place as it used to be. So the, the pen fair, I think, used to be on the seventh floor. This is now、mm. on the fifth floor. It's a dedicated you know, space to it. And It's really interesting because、uh, this shop is the stationary, I, I would say the stationary corner, like almost、mm. the official one now of, of Mitsukoshi. And around them is a separate smaller event space. And,、uh, and yeah, when I went, it was like, you know, Urushi art.、Um, it was really like an artistic、um, corner or artistic、mm. floor for them. So I think it's,、uh, it's pretty cool. The only thing about Mitsukoshi, and this is me. True with Marsen too, I guess, to an extent, but it's not really t- trendy in a, in a sort of young, fashionable kind of way,、no. right? It's, it's, it's where you buy a graduation gift for your grandson. Well, that's interesting because this is the last point I wanted to make also about Mitsukoshi.、Um, there is actually a very、um, practical reason why Shosaikan would want to. Come fill in the space because they, they don't really need to, right? Like, they, they've、mm. got their corners, and you're not selling, like, you know, all these fancy pens、uh, all of a sudden just because you, you open a store.、Mm. Um, in Japan,、uh, the department stores usually almost always have a loyalty program that's with the department store, not with the retail shop. Yeah. So,、um, the Top, top VIP customers are what in Japan they call Gaisho. When I worked at、uh, the luxury brand that I used to, to work at,、um, you know, we were, I would say, the number one in some countries, number two in, in other countries, luxury brand.、Uh, and we would design special collections just for. These special VIPs and these special VIPs, they would buy stuff that's like five to six digits in price, US dollars. So, really, really expensive stuff.、Mm. Um, and this would be made out of like shark skin, crocodile skin, you know, these exotic skins with like crazy colors. Normally in Japan, you can't sell crazy colors because I think it's more conservative, but、mm. these guys, right, or these、mm. girls、um, are. Really, there to buy something one of a kind.、Mm. So, my conjecture is that、um, Shosaikan wanted the access 
to these customers. We call them Gaisho customers,、mm. um, which, if you, if you look at the word, literally means outside the sales. So, outside regular、mm. sales. You have this Gaisho event where you invite all the VIPs, they come over and they, they will pre order the stuff that's not even made, you know, wait six months and have it delivered to their door. I think that's why Shasai comes there. And we talked about that before, but that's probably those kind of customers. I, I imagine are the kind of customers that, that Shosaikan's current store has, or at least they're, they're trying to target given the location, you know, given how、mm. they are designing the store. I imagine you had you know, private equity managers going there to buy a very fancy Urushi pen to celebrate the leverage buyout. Yeah. and... In fact, they have those fancy uh, emperors, uh, the, the Makie emperors,、mm. and it has a price, but it also says not for sale. <laughs> it's made to order only. So, and it's, it's a deceptively small part of the store display,、mm. but I think it's a big reason why they're actually now, you know, I mean, Mitsukoshi is not the easiest place to go. Right? Not a, like, there's not much else going there. It's, it's a business、uh, district. It's not like, you know, you, if you go there, the average age is like 50. Right, right. Yeah. So, so I think, I think it's, it's、uh, definitely there, there are two reasons. One, they're cultivating、yeah. um, the, the standard pens folks to luxury pens. And then, second, to tap into the Sky Show market. Makes sense. All right.、Um, so, That's been the droning on about,、uh, about the events. You've had an episode against FOMO. Well, so、uh, two weeks ago, I suddenly decided I needed a mechanical pencil. But the thing is, I, I don't use mechanical pencils. And I didn't have a sudden need for a mechanical pencil. It wasn't anything like, sensible, it wasn't anything irrational like, like that. The only reason why I decided I needed a mechanical pencil was that my Twitter feed and my Instagram feed was full of people talking about how exciting and, more importantly, how hard to get this new Kurutoga dive was. So I didn't, I wasn't so much attracted to, it wasn't so much the pen itself, but, but these stories about how hard it is to, to buy them. I said,、so、there were these websites that listed all of these major stationery stores around the country. and... Uh, these guys may have restocked now. I know now they're out of stock, and there was this Twitter feed from、uh, Loft over here. They might have it now. So, for that reason alone, I started looking for、uh, this one, which is absolutely silly, but that's how it was. So, I went to Uh, I was, went to Morrison because I had a reason to go to Morrison anyway. And at first, I had kind of mild curiosity. So I asked them, Do you have this Kurutoga dive? And they just basically laughed at me and said, No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's so sold out long ago. <laughs>、right? So then I said, Hmm, okay, let's, let's check Itoya because、uh, I wanted to get some art supplies at Itoya anyway. So I went there and.、Uh, And I asked them, it's the same thing. They basically laughed me out of the store. Like, are you crazy? No, no, it's, it's sold out. And we, we, don't, we don't know. More importantly, we don't know. We don't know A, if it's limited edition, and B, we, and we don't know if it's ever going to get restocked and, and when. Okay, so let's go to Ginza 6. Nothing there. So then I went to Loft in Ginza. Which, but I'm not sure if, if you've been there. I haven't been there since、yeah. they moved from the old location at Kokusai Forum. And had, no, I've been there. They had this big stationary floor. They got Ferris wheel pressings and whatnot. And I、yeah. asked them, and same thing, I was like, laughed out of the store. Like, are you crazy? No, no. And it was very obvious that I was like the, the 200 person that asked them that question. That, I mean, they were just bored with, with those questions, right? Okay. So let's、mm. go to Toki Hands,、uh, basically next door. Same thing. And then I, the, my last stop for the day was Toki Hands in Daimar, which is not that far away. And the same thing. I said, no, no, no. Sold out. We don't know. Wait. Wait so you went to six stores and you got laughed out of every single one of them? Yes. So, That's great. <laughs> so they all said, 
we don't have it it's sold out we don't know if it's limited edition we don't know if we're ever going to get restocked we don't know anything that was what everyone said to me mm-hmm. so then i gave up that day but then like two or three days later we had this uh, public holiday and then i read online that there were rumors that some tokyo's hands stores were getting restocked i thought let's try a tokyo hands that is not in the city center but with uh, further out, so I went to Tokyo Hands in um, Tokyo Bay, Lalaport, and they had just restocked, and it was limited <coughs> to one per person. And I mean, to uh, presumably this has been, I think, I think this is one of the most scalped pens right now in Japan. So they're limited to one per person, and I managed to finally get one. Yep, and you wrote a very uh, detailed post about this pen right yeah i mean the pen itself is, is kind of interesting it's, it's got a it's got a cap which is unusual for a mechanical pencil because normally you need to use the knock all the time to extend the lead right so if, if you have yeah. a cap then you can't reach the knock but the main or one of the main features of this pen is that you don't need there is actually knock i thought it was wasn't a knock but there is knock but you don't need to use it when you're writing because the, the lead mm-hmm. extends as you, you write. Um, and it has this most satisfying magnetic cap. Uh, mm-hmm. So both when you cap it and also when you post it, you have this very satisfying click. So I understand why it's popular and I understand why, you know, Kohinata and others are just raving about it. And I saw, you know, this Bongo, what was his name? Bongo, this guy who... Yeah, yeah, Bongo, yeah. yeah. I, I I had to admire his passion. He he posted a ninety minute, a ninety minute video detailing the uh, the mechanism in Kurutoga dive, and not only mm-hmm. that, he had created his own up uh, scale up foam model of the mechanism, <laughs> so that he could show exactly how it worked. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I I just. Is love that that whole video and how much work he put into. His yeah, we have to put that in the show notes. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess people don't call him Bunguo for nothing, right? Right, right, yeah. I mean, he he's he's crazy in the best possible way. So yeah. I really enjoyed it. But yeah. what I was going to say is that as interesting as this pen is, if I could have bought it on Amazon or if I could just walk into my local uh, stationery store and get it, I probably wouldn't have bought it. I. It wasn't too much the pen as there was this this chase. How can I find it? Like every time someone told me that it's not available, I, every time I wanted it more, right? So at the end, yeah, I just had to have this pen. So yeah. that's so I I keep telling myself that I I don't fall for FOMAR. I'm not chasing sailor pens or whatever. But no. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that it's so funny. Um, and we actually haven't really seen these uh, self-extending mechanisms in a while, but this, I guess, technology is is actually not new. Mm. I've sent you a link to, to a pen addict um, Instagram post. I actually gifted the pen addict um, a set of these pens before. And what's interesting is that, um, first of all, the pens are from Pilot, uh, which I don't think is, is a big surprise. The, it was a tsukaisete, so, so in the past, you used to just throw these pens away. Like, you, you wouldn't keep them, it, so you couldn't refill them. Um, and the the kicker is that it didn't work very well. So mm. I, I tried to do the self-extending thing, but it, it didn't really work, which probably explains why Pilot, you know, is not making these anymore. Mm. But uh, but from what I can see, the, the Kurutoga one actually works really well. Yeah. Uh, but I think what was even more interesting about it is is how that how they are rolling out this pen because they didn't even announce it. And last time I checked, maybe it has changed now. But uh, when I did my Instagram post, I checked Mitsubishi Pencil's website, and there's no information about this pen at all. It's like a stealth release, so it surprised many. I mean, it even surprised Kohinata, even surprised Co- uh, Bungo. They didn't know about it until reports started showing up on Twitter and elsewhere. So I think that's so interesting how they, this viral yeah. campaign almost, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's the it's the next Bitcoin, guys. Uh, invest in Kurtoga dives now. Yeah, I man. Just looking at secondhand prices on Mercury, it's 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 better return on your investments than than, than Solana coins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy. I think it's uh, I think it's great that you know th- there are these innovative items coming out. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a cool one for sure. Definitely better than uh, than than Bitcoin. Bitcoin's dropped eight percent in the last uh, in the last week, in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, this this one is holding its value for now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Some pilot news. Yeah, there were two things, right? So first of all, Pilot um, released new Kakuno pens. They call it Kakuno Family Series. So these are translucent Kakunos with new nib engravings. So there's one like there's one called Kakuno Papa, which yep. with with a with a tie, <laughs> and there's a Kakuno Mama with a necklace, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's a Kakuno Boy with a big smile, Kakuno Girl with a little ribbon thing, and a Kakuno Baby with a pacifier. <laughs> Yeah, this is um this has been remarked to me several times. This is a cute release. Yeah. This uh it's very gendered but yeah. very cute. Um and you can just, you know, buy the ones that you want and, and mix and match whatever family you have, right? So I think the only thing that they're missing is like the non-binary one, but I think uh the standard Kakunos are, are pretty non-binary and so is this Kakuno boy it's actually kind of non-binary as well. Yeah. yeah it is. Th- they have this like weird eyelash thing going on. Um <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> well, with the mama one they they've got like two weird eyelashes and then the Kakuno girl um you know once you see it you can't unsee it but it looks like she's giving a middle finger from her eyes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, this this is this is adorable. I think this is very smart. Mm. And I think this is, I think I mean we talked before. You talked about pilot posted uh, like a story, like an in-depth article on their website, uh, describing how this whole Kakuno came to be and how they weren't sure there was a market for this kind of pen. Mm-hmm. But but I see the Kakuno absolutely everywhere. Like, this is the one pen that seems to be like if you go to a very small stationery store like yeah. in like on the countryside or whatever they, they they might have just one fountain pen and that would be the Kakuno. I wouldn't be su- yes, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't have any numbers, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's the best-selling fountain pen in Japan. Yeah, but the thing is, it's also a thousand yen, so it's very very cheap. Yes. Um. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by volume if this was the the bestseller as well. Mm. I don't know by margin, um, but yeah, by volume for sure. Uh, and I'm curious because they've been a little less adventurous with their fountain pens for years now, right? I mean, mm. they haven't released a new model in a decade. This is the last new model that they released in 2013. Um, when, when was the custom Urushi? What's uh I, I don't remember but I, I you can find that on the on the custom history website mm. but for sure this is the 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 newest i think you know kind of new model mm. um my question which which i think is an interesting one why are they doing this why are they making new family or kakunos if not to transition these customers into their higher end pens they could have done this with uh with standard pens but they didn't they chose to do it with the fountain pen you mean that this this new series is sort of an on-ramp to the fancier pens so i don't think it's a direct connection to to the fancier pens mm. but i think the only reason why you would invest in making these like playful mm. versions of a wildly successful pen that you already have, right? Um, 
is to eventually bring them upstream, bring bring your customers upstream so that they buy the more um, profitable items, right? Mm. So you, I'm sure, Pilot, as a company, you're not happy if one of your customers buys Kaknof for the rest of their lives. I think they also just feel the need to, to refresh the lineup, right? Which they do every once in a while anyway, right? Or maybe not so much with a fountain pen, but, what, but with the other, like standard pens draw balls and, and so mm. on like you want and you want people to be excited about new models right you you need to yeah. refresh every once in a while so, so, and, and they have they have over the years added new kakuno colors that the, mm-hmm. the all clear one and then like the, the, the dark ones and so on so this is maybe just the next one um yeah and maybe these are a bit more collectible than the other ones maybe you want the whole family so they released six colors on release in 2013, mm. then four more colors in 2014. Three years later, they released the clear one. Mm. And then now five years later, they released the these five new colors. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I, I'm hoping, personally, I'm hoping that they bring these colors up uh, upstream as well. I think this would be really cute. Um, they... they kind of stealth released uh the new custom kai colors which on the 912 which i think is pretty cool but we won't talk about it this time because we're running out of time so can we just quickly talk about the, the new pigmented inks because i yeah. think yeah i think it's interesting so first of all so the pilot has released or, or i think yesterday they released three on the 28th on the 20th yeah he said uh, yeah it was announced on the 28th they're available as of yesterday right since yesterday mm. yeah so these are three new pigmented inks by pilot so there's a kind of basic colors there's black and blue black and blue um but what is interesting is the fact that they're doing this so they have i mean we know that pilots has had pigmented ink for a while if you go to these art supply stores like sekaido you have these pilot like shokane your inks which are not for fountain pens it's like a warning on the same this is not for fountain pens so those things are popular for manga artists and calligraphers right but as far as i know i haven't can't remember having seen any pigmented fountain pen friendly inks from pilots before but there's definitely something of a pigmented ink trend going on so obviously even a kakimori has now for a few years sold pigmented inks bong box uh, i think they announced last year during tips pigmented inks uh, sailor we didn't cover that today but sailor has announced or refreshed the lineup of storia pigmented inks uh, and our pilot so there's something going i'm not quite sure what it is but there's clearly something going on here with pigmented inks yeah and if you look at the box uh it looks like a numa box but when you look at the the actual product it doesn't look like a numa product yeah, that that's the hilarious part. It, it almost looked like we talked about it uh, on Instagram or whatever. It was, but it's like the anti-Numa ink yeah. bottles, right? It, it, this looks like you know they're targeting the Wagner crowd. So um, I'm reading the the product page now, and it says it's a pigmented ink designed for fountain pens, and um, it it's water resistant and light resistant as well and it leaves a uh, deep but fresh um, line and this looks like a standard pigment ink to me mm. they they have a warning on the bottom it said uh, there are some pens that you cannot use this on and the pens that you cannot use this on are uh, pens with makie or urushi um lacquered which mm. makes no sense because they don't lacquer the sections um you cannot use these on plunger type fountain pens which means the 823 you cannot use this on screw type fountain pens which means the custom heritage 92 and you cannot use this on the justice 95 which uses a converter so what pen can you use this on yeah that confused me I'm not sure what I, what I mean, especially justice. Okay, so so it says you can use 
this in pens that use a Con 40 and the Con 70N. But that's what the Justice uses. Yeah, Justice is the one that confused me the most. But I think one thing, I mean, this is relates to the second thing they're announcing on the same page here is this cleaning kit. So I think the cleaning kit yep. is meant for cartridge converter pens, right? Yep. So yep. the idea is that if you use this ink with a, in a cartridge converter pen, you can use the cleaning kit to, to get it clean, right? But you can't use this cleaning kit with a custom Hades 92 or a custom A23. Well, surprise, surprise, Pilot. Folks have been using pigmented inks in your pens for a very, very long time now. We know that if if pigmented ink dries out in, in the feed, it, it can be it's more a, more yeah, of a hassle a to clean, right? It, it's not an intractable problem, but it's more work to clean, right? So they yeah. probably don't want to have a lot of people coming with their piston fillers that are dried out. I, I can understand what they are yeah, saying. Yeah, for sure. Um. And Sailor did something similar, right? They 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 released this mixable Storia ink, mm. which, to me, you know, this goes back to again. You you're talking about the the pigmented ink trend. Um, yeah, I think this is going on there, right? The uh, Kakimori and um, and Bungabox, they're both using Turner inks. Mm. Uh, Sailor's coming out with them. Obviously, uh, Platinum has plat- um, Carbon Black. Mm. They don't have the colors yet, but Sailor um, always had their Storia lineup, which um, was and still is very, very popular, and now Pilot as well. Now, these Sailor inks, these mixable inks, they look like the standard Storia inks, but in a different package. Yeah, I, I can't tell what's new other than, as you say, the, the, the packaging, the, the bottle. Hmm. But they have um they have the thinner, they have the usmeki, so you can uh the mm. the idea is that you can make them lighter and paler uh, mm. while you mix them. I think we need to ask Kaoru why she released what, what the idea behind the bong box pigmented inks were. Because she usually mm-hmm. she has a finger on the pulse. She knows what's popular and why it's possible. I would love I to hear. I asked her. I oh, did ask her. I asked her. Uh, we'll we'll save that. But I, I did ask her. Okay. All right. Um, let's close this off with uh, with some fun stuff. I think at the uh, the sailor stuff. So they released a few more items. Um, very quickly, they released. Uh, this thing called the Harappa. Mm. You talked about the, I think it was the Mizumo, right? Yeah, I think it was Minamo. So like uh, Minamo, creatures yeah, around the water surface. I think the English yeah. name for that set is like swimmers. Uh, which was, it, it was kind of whimsical. It was like polar bear and it was a swan and then it was like crawling, right? Yeah. Uh, and what we said was, it's, it's a good idea to to sell like a a cheap low end. What was, uh, what is it? Um, Profit Junior, right? And 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 three rebottle ink studios. It's a good idea, but our complaint last time was that they chose the three most boring colors in the whole ink studio lineup. <laughs> right? Basic red, yeah. basic blue, basic green. So this time they have chosen more interesting colors, right? It's like a gray, bluish, and then an orange. What's the third one? I don't have it in front of me. Gray, blue, and orange. Um, But on the Instagram press release, it says that it's the 223 for every color. So I think they, they made a mistake. Uh, on, on the Instagram, mm. but it's it's two two three two four three and four seven three, mm. and we know that at least the, the two three series are are pretty cool mm. inks. I think the two two three is uh, is particularly popular mm. as kind of the legible version of the of the one two three, right? The theme this time is harappa ni arawareru ikimono, so um, creatures that show up in the open plains. So they have uh, I don't even know what this creature is. I think it's an ant eater. 
<laughs> and a rabbit. Me, yeah. And what, what was the third one? And uh, putter golf. It's a guy uh, putting. M- mini golf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, very whimsical. But these are not new colors. We we talked about that last time. Mm. Well. These are these are repackaged uh, colors. Um, I think that I think this is a good idea. Though. And for some reason, the, the the previous set was a good idea. You have this. This is basically an Inkunuma starter kit, right? You get a yeah a low a, a, an affordable thunder pen, and you get three interesting inks uh, to start with. Uh, and in this case, the inks actually do look kind of interesting. So I yeah. like it. It's fun. My hope for this is that they'll eventually change the names of their Ink Studio inks to these. Because, my goodness, it's terrible to remember the 100, 100 you know, numbers mm. for each of the inks. Like, oh, what ink is that? So I hope that they they eventually repackage them all, and then we won't have the numberings. We'll have just the names. Yeah, I'm all for that. I, I like the little, the labels they created for these things too. Yeah, they're definitely cute. All right, um, and I think that's uh that's the end of the episode. Anything else? No, I think we're, we're out of time. Uh, we, we could always talk for another few hours, but let's save that for next episode. Yeah, shall do. Um, yeah, then that's been the episode. Thanks everybody so much for listening in. Uh, helps us a lot if you tell your friends about the show. Helps us a lot if you you know post about us on on Reddit, Facebook, Instagram, you know whatever medium it is that you connect with your pen community. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed this very lengthy discussion about the. Uh, the pen events that have been happening in the past week and we'll see you next time this has been episode 52 my name is cy you can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com on instagram at tokyostationpens and on twitter at tokyostationmnh and my name is jacob i am foodafan on instagram and on twitter and have a blog at foodafan.com all right bye-bye all right